Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? I'm your host, Ryan Allen, and welcome to All In, All Out. I hope that every one of you is having a great day and a great start to the week. Good morning, good afternoon, evening, and night. Whatever time, I'm grateful and appreciative for any of you right now listening to the sound of my voice, taking the time out to listen to this latest episode. And with that being said, y'all, let's get the show popping. Let's not waste any time. All right. Erased a memory not too long ago. A coronation took place regarding Charles III, born as Prince Charles of Edinburgh. Now, why am I bringing up Charles III? And some of you may be wondering why I'm not referring to Charles as King Charles. Well, we're going to talk about that today. But before we get into that, I want all of you to listen to Charles's, Charles III's coronation oath. So here we go. Your Majesty, the church established by law whose settlement you will swear to maintain is committed to the true profession of the gospel and in so doing will seek to foster an environment in which peoples of all faiths and beliefs may live freely. The coronation oath has stood for centuries and is enshrined in law. Are you willing to take the oath? I am willing. Will you solemnly promise and swear to govern the peoples of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, your other realms and the territories to any of them belonging or pertaining, according to their respective laws and customs? I solemnly promise so to do. Will you, to your power, cause law and justice in mercy to be executed in all your judgments? I will. So awkward. Will you, to the utmost of your power, maintain the laws of God and the true profession of the gospel? Will you, to the utmost of your power, maintain in the United Kingdom the Protestant Reformed religion established by law? Will you maintain and preserve inviolably the settlement of the Church of England and the doctrine, worship, discipline, and government thereof? as by law established in England. And will you preserve unto the bishops and clergy of England and to the churches there committed to their charge all such rights and privileges as by law do or shall appertain to them or any of them? All this I promise to do. The things which I have here before promised, I will perform and keep. So help me God. Your Majesty, are you willing to make 
subscribe and declare to the statutory accession declaration oath. I am willing. I, Charles, do solemnly and sincerely, in the presence of God, profess, testify and declare that I am a faithful Protestant and that I will, according to the true intent of the enactments which secure the Protestant succession to the throne, uphold and maintain the said enactments to the best of my powers according to law. All right. That was that. Now I got a handful of problems regarding this coronation. I could care less about kings and queens and all that. But here's the first problem I have with y'all. And specifically to the Christians out there, the true Christians out there, the holiness Christians out there, not these denominational Christians out there, one's Protestant, as the gentleman who was reading mentioned, angelic, Lutheran, and all that nonsense. <sighs> Take a listen to what I'm about to say and make this very clear. You have no business calling anyone except Jesus Christ, majesty, or king. First, I'm going to get into, but before I get into that, before I get into that, let's talk about swearing. And I'm not talking about cussing. I'm talking about swearing on the, the Bible and swearing with your hands in the air. Do you not know that we're told not to swear? Let's go to Matthew chapter 5 and verse 34. Let's go there. Because this is a straight statement made by Jesus Christ of what not to do. And I believe not many people are aware of it. I'll get there. All right. Matthew chapter 5, verse 34. It reads, But I say unto you, Swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. I'm going to read that again. But I say unto you, Swear not at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne. And abide, so the scriptures make it plain. Jesus Christ made it plain to not swear. So that's issue number one. And I find it interesting during this coronation where Charles III was more focused on the, the reading on the card than actually listening to the coronation or the declaration. Find it interesting. Is he really going to take it seriously or is he just going through the motions? Eh, I don't live in England, so it doesn't matter to me. All right, issue number two, and I mentioned it earlier. 
majesty. We should not, as I mentioned, be calling anyone majesty. I don't care about tradition of men. I don't care about anything in that regard. We should not be calling anyone of the title majesty because there's only one majesty and that's God Almighty. And I'm going to share a couple, I'm going to share three scriptures and there's plenty more in regards to that. First, in Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 1, let me get there. Hebrews chapter 8 and verse 1. Bear with me, folks. All right. Hebrews 8 and verse 1. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. The majesty in the heavens. Next scripture. And first Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 11. And it reads, it reads, Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. I'm going to read that again. Thine, O Lord, this is First Chronicles 29, verse 11. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in the heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. All right. Let me give you one more scripture. Just one more. As I said, I could bring up more, but I believe all of you will get the point. It's in the book of Psalms. The largest book in the Bible. Psalms. 145 and verse 12. And it reads, To make known to the Son... Well, I'll go over one more verse. Verse 11. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom and talk of thy power. To make known to the sons of men his mighty acts and the glorious majesty of his kingdom. So the Bible makes it plain. No one should be called majesty other than God. Because if you call someone else majesty, you're putting that person on the same level as the I am that I am. Jehovah Rapha, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are doing that. Do not 
and you should not call anyone majesty. All right? Now let's get into King. King. King Charles. A nerve. Now some of you may actually say, well, there was King Solomon, and I believe Ahab was a king. But Jesus Christ came on the scene, and he said, I am the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I'll give you the first scripture. First Timothy chapter 6 and verse 15. Which he will display at the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign. The king of kings and Lord of lords. Next one. Matthew chapter 27 and verse 37. And that reads, oh, let me get there real quick. Again, Matthew 27 and verse 37. And set up over his head his accusation written. This is Jesus, the king of the Jews, because he was on trial. And, uh, and now, in Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 8. But of the Son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of unrighteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. If you have a kingdom, that means you are the king. You run it. Now, I'll read this two more scriptures. The next one is going to be in Revelation chapter 15 and verse 3. And they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Mm -hmm. Lord God Almighty. I love that. Lord God Almighty. And last one I'll read is Mark chapter 15, verse 32. Let the Christ, the King of Israel, come down now from the cross that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also reveled him. Now, why am I reading all of these scriptures? Why am I stating all of these quotations? Because there's only one true king, there's only one true majesty, and his name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. No one, and I mean no one, should ever be called king 
majesty at all. Because Jesus said he is the king of kings, Lord of lords. And throughout the scriptures, it clearly states that the Lord is the majesty, the one and only majesty. And that's why I'll tell you for me, I will not prefer to anyone, not even Burger King. I'll only refer to one king only, and that's Jesus Christ. Of all you Christians out there who claim to live for God, if you were ignorant of these scriptures and who the title of king and majesty should properly belong to, all right, now it's time to change. It's now time to change that mindset and not use words so loosely. I will never, at the very least, I'll do my very best to never call anyone other than Jesus Christ king or majesty. No one. Charles III, you ain't no king. You can have the, the title all you want. We are you, but you are no king, sir. There's only one king. There's only one majesty. And his name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. All right. Thank you for tuning in. I thank all of you for taking the time out to listen on this latest episode. You can follow me on all social media platforms. They'll be in the description below. Please leave a five-star rating. Please leave a comment or whatever you desire. It will really help the show grow. And with that being said, y'all, stay blessed. Stay well balanced. Thank you.